Everybody got your lesson. Amen. Everybody know what we talked about last month. Everybody's got new friends. Everybody's living in the house by the side of the road. Everybody remember the poem? Uh, there are hermit souls that live withdrawn and they're peace with their self-content. There are souls like stars that dwell apart in this fellowless firmament. There are pioneer souls that blaze the paths where the highways have never ran. But let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Let me live in the house by the side of the road where the races of men go by. The men who are good, the men who are bad, as good as bad as I. I will not live in the scorner's seat nor herald the cynic band. But let me live in the house by the side of the road, right? And be a friend to man. Let me live in the house, my house by the side of the road, by the side of the highways of life. The road stretches on into the dark night. <laughs> Let me live in my house by the side of the road by the side of the highways of light. The road passes on in the long afternoon and stretches into the night. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking at Sister Bell to give me a hand here. <laughs> stretches into the night. Amen. I turn not away from their smiles and their tears as part of an infinite plan. But let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Amen. I know there is gold, glade and meadow brooks ahead and mountains of wearisome height. But the men who passes on is the ardor of hope and the men who faint with strife. But I will not sit in the corner seat nor hear the cynic band. Let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Let me live in the house by the side of the road with the races of men go by. They are good. They are bad. They are weak. They are strong. They are wise. They are foolish. But so am I. So why should I sit in this corner seat and hear the cynic band? But let me live in the house by the side of the road and be a friend to man. Okay? God. <laughs> Amen. That was a good poem for you to learn. As I was saying, my sixth grade teacher made me learn that, you know, back in the 60s, I think it was. <laughs> it's a long time ago, and I still remember the majority of it. I try to try to learn it. But that's what God desires of us to do, is to be friends to, to people. We need friends. Friends help us. We've seen this study, you know, it gives us good health when we have Friends, and we need to know how to choose friends and have friends uh, uh, in this walk with life. Jesus calls us friends. He says, "I have called you friend." Amen. And so, man, we at least we know we got one good friend, don't we? <laughs> we can always count on that friend we got. Amen. So we want to move on. Uh, we want to talk about growing through knowing and understanding. Growing through knowing and understanding. Proverbs nine and nine and verse ten says, "Give instructions to a wise man, and he'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning." Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So, how do we grow in knowing and Knowledge and understanding. 
You can have knowledge in a lot of things. But if you don't know how it works, it doesn't do you a whole lot of good, does it? You know, you need both to be able to operate together. When you get knowledge, the Bible tells us that that knowledge, you know, wisdom is the be- knowledge <laughs> that the beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. See, so we have to learn how to respect and reverence God. We need knowledge in everything that we do, but we need to know why we're doing what we're doing. How many times have you asked people, why did you do that? And they go, I don't know. You know, we need to know how things operate and what God desires of us to, to, to know at the same time, how does it apply? Every time we read scriptures, we need to look at the application of it. What is God trying to show us here? What, why does he want us to learn about things? You know, I asked uh, some, some uh, folks uh, not a few hours ago, and, you know, we was talking about some things. And I says, Romans 15, 4 tell us that the things which are written afore was written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. And so my question was, why do we need to always constantly often go back and look at that scripture? Because none of us know what tomorrow may hold. None of us have a clear understanding or know what's going to hit you. What hits you may take the wind completely out of your cells. What hit me may not take it out of my cells. I might be able to keep going and jumping in and doing everything, but it might drop you to the bottom. See, but if we know the things that are written for and how God uses those things to encourage us, because the Bible says it's through patience and comfort of the Scripture that we find hope. See, so, and I read those those stories that are already there, I can begin to see how God showed up right on time to bring the hope that they needed. See, well, we can look at Job's life, and Job is going through all kinds of things in his life, and he's struggling to, to some degrees. He's talking about God, but on the other hand, his friends aren't offering him any kind of hope or any kind of help in his trials and his struggles that he's going through. And just when it seems like all hope is lost, God steps in. So let's talk, Job. You want to talk to me? <laughs> you know, because Job says, I wish I knew I could find him. I'd, I'd relieve my case. Well, God just says, okay, Job, you want to talk to me? All right, gird, gird up your loins like a man. Let's talk. You know, we can look at that as God said, I'm going to knock you out, Job. But, <laughs> but really, if you look at Isaiah 116, God says, come on, let's reason together. <laughs> let's talk about it. See, when you're going through things, that's what God is really saying. Hey, let's talk about it. You know, come on, sit down with your cup of coffee. Let's talk a little bit. And let me let me help you be encouraged, be inspired. You know, it's what he wants. See, so when you get to praying and you talk to God and you say, oh, I really don't understand this stuff, God. You know, all of a sudden something just comes in and just builds you up and edifies you, you know. So you read those stories in the Bibles and you see that God came through for them and he will come through for you, too. He can't change. He can't lie. You know, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I brought you out to bring you in. So he gives us hope. See, 
So we grow when we get knowledge of God and understand God. And we can understand him. You know, he desires us to know him. Amen. The Bible says here in Matthew 16, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, says, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some says you are Elijah or Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Borjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we can see here that Jesus wants us to know who he is. What do we need to know who he is for? What do we need to know who Jesus is for? That is a question. <laughs> you know his purpose for coming? What do I need to know his purpose for coming for? Why do I need to know why he came for? What? Huh? What does he want us to know who he is for? I need to know who he is, tell who he is? Can't spread it if you don't know it. What do they say down in Indiana? Who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah, in Indiana, you know, they that's their motto. They says, "Who's your daddy?" You know, the Hoosiers, but they says, "Who's your daddy?" You know, who's your father? Yeah, yeah. Who who's your father? You need to know who your father is. <laughs> You need to know him. You know, you need to have clear understanding of who he is. You know, so you you have to have that knowledge. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So when somebody asks you, why do you need the Holy Ghost? You just say, you don't belong to my family. <laughs> you don't have it. See? See, you you have to have the knowledge of who he is, and you have to have also the understanding of who he is. See, the Bible says in Psalms 19, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the firmament show forth his handiworks. Day unto day they utter speech, and night unto night they show forth knowledge. There is no speech nor language that their voices is not heard. Their words has gone into the ends of the earth and the lines into the end of the world. And in them have he set a tabernacle for the son who's going forth is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to ruin the race who's going forth to the end of the earth and the circuit into the end. There's no hid from the heat of it. The Lord, the Lord is perfect. 
converted in the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doeth forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them are your servants warned, and keeping of them is a great reward. Say, so we've got to have the knowledge and the understanding if we're going to grow. Everything flows. And your walk as a Christian from that understanding of who Jesus Christ is. Once you have clear understanding and knowledge of that, and you know how that applies to you as his child, you can go to your daddy anytime you want. See, you can brag on him anytime you want. You know his capabilities. See, so Deuteronomy 6 and 4, hero is one Lord, right? And what should we do with him? Throw him out the window? Huh? What am I supposed to do with him? Right. I'm to love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that means I don't let anything come between me and him. With all me, I have to love him. The first commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. Say, how much do you love him? See, depends on how much you love something is going to be how much you dedicate to it. You know, you get married. Don't you use tell people you love them? Hello? Hmm. That's right. Right. Yeah, you know. I do solemnly swear that I will love you with all my heart. Right? Sickness and health, rich and poor. Yeah, I'm right. See, don't forget that. <laughs> See, so you, you've got to have the knowledge with the understanding. Say, because a lot of times people say those words and they don't mean it or they don't have the understanding of what they're saying. Say they don't, don't don't apply it. Okay, so they should. Amen. So we should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Don't let anything come between you and your heavenly Father, because Jesus says in John fifteen five, "Without me, you can do nothing." Say. So I need him in everything that I do. I need him. I I need to acknowledge him. Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth the son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen. And, And we realize as we get over into Matthew 1, you know, Matthew says that it should be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. See? So to have the knowledge that Almighty God 
took on the form of flesh. Amen. As John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not, right? And the Word was made flesh, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now look at that verse, 14, full of grace and full of truth. By grace are you saved. It's not, it's the gift of God, right? See, God's grace is in merited love towards us. See, he never runs out of grace. He's full of grace. He's full of mercy. The Bible tells us in Psalm 62, 11, 10, 11, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God and also that God belongs mercy. See, he's a God of mercy. That's why he sits on the mercy seat. That's why the Ark of the Covenant, it was called the mercy seat. The priest would come before the Ark of the Covenant with the blood of the bulls and goats, and he would sprinkle it on the mercy seat. They would have compassion. That's why the right of Hebrews would say, let us come boldly to the throne of mercy that we may obtain help and find grace in the time of need. See, so we need to understand that he's full of grace. See, he doesn't run out of the things that he is. So he has grace and he's full of truth. Jesus says in John uh, 6, 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. See, so you got to come through him because the fact of the matter is John 10, he says, I am the door to the sheepfold. There was only one door in the side of the ark that you had to come through. There was only one gate that you came through. See, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. The word of God. I am the word. He is the word of God. Amen. It's true. And so we have to. To understand, John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Hear, O Israel, Lord our God is one Lord. So you got to have that knowledge. There's not three gods. There's not four gods. There's not five gods. There's only one God. Amen. Paul says, but to us, there is but one, the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy three sixteen, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back up into glory. Amen. So when Jesus says, then thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, was to say, you are Jehovah, the one true God of Israel. And this is why Jesus replied to Peter this way, upon this rock, upon this revelation of who I am, I will build 
my church. Amen. His church. Going to build you. You are the church. See, the revelation is how you start to build. Because other foundation can no man lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. See, so we, that's just why we have to build our lives on him. We got to know him. I got to know what I'm building upon. See? And so once we have that knowledge of who he is, we start building. This is why Peter tells us in Second Peter 1, he says, you add now to your faith, what? Virtue. Virtue. Knowledge. Knowledge. Temperance. Temperance. Patience. Patience. Godliness. Godliness. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. Charity. For if these things be in you and abound, you keep building it. You keep building it. You keep building it. He said it'll make you that you would neither be barren nor unfruitful in what? The knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, you need knowledge if you're going to grow. See, but it requires you and I to do what? Add things. See, you just can't sit there. You have to study, as Paul told Timothy, to show yourselves approved unto God, workmen that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Say, you've got to get in it. You've got to dig through it. As, as the old folks used to say, there's gold in them, their heels. <laughs> so, so you got to get in there and you've got to start un, un, opening stuff up and, 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 and going through it and looking at it and, and finding things about God. The more I know about him, the stronger I'm going to be. So if I add these things, notice he says you won't be barren nor unfruitful. He said, but if you like these things, you're blind. And you can't see afar off and you've forgotten that you was purged from your old sins. And you remember what Paul would write to the church, you know, in, in 2 Corinthians 4. He says, if this gospel be hid, it's hid to them who are lost, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, you know, should shine to them. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine to them. See, you don't want to be blind. Remember, he came to open your eyes so that you can see what you're doing, where you're going. See, we want to walk in that straight and narrow path. That's why Jeremiah 6, 16 says, stand you and ask, where's the old way? Where's the good path? And walk in it and you'll find rest to your soul. Say, you'll have the things that you need when you get the knowledge and understand it. You'll understand how God works. You'll understand how, how you can depend and rely upon Him. Say, this is why when you look at Jehoshaphat's comment in 2 Chronicles 20, when they told him that Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir is coming out against him, what did Jehoshaphat do? He went to the house of God in the court of God and he began to pray. And all he did, he says, God, you said. See? Because he was there. 
when Solomon dedicated the temple. And when Solomon prayed, God showed up and says, I've heard your prayer. And as long as my name is here, I'll show up. As long as you're doing the right thing. So when Jehoshaphat just went to the temple, he says, God, you said when our enemies are bigger than we are and we don't have the power, we don't have the strength. That if we call upon your name, you will hear us and you will answer. You'll take care of it. What did God do? He had to fulfill his word. So God spoke and says, this battle is not yours, it's mine. See, and that's the thing we have to realize. As his kids, he'll step in. He's on time. So, so we, we need to, we need to have this revelation of the knowledge of truth so that we are strong in him. Man, I, I think I told you the story about when I was giving this young lady a Bible study in Okinawa, you know, and all of a sudden she, she had knowledge of God. She had all kinds of knowledge. She'd go to church all the time. She sung in a choir, all kinds of stuff. She loved the Lord. See? But she knew there was something else. She knew there was some more. And so when she started asking and inquiring about tongues and stuff, I said, well, let's just do a Bible study. And as she started going through the Bible study, all of a sudden she started calling, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. And tears started running down her face. And we says, what do you see, Kathy? What do you see? She says, I see it, I see it, I see it. I said, what do you see? She says, I see that Jesus is God. You know? And the next afternoon, we took her to the East China Sea, and we put her down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and when she came up speaking in other tongues, as the Spirit of God give the utterance. I mean, you need to have understanding if you're going to grow. A lot of people have knowledge of God. They know. They've read the Bible. <laughs> they know there's a God. You know? And so what they need now for them to grow is the understanding. And that's where us, you and I, which God has enlightened in our love for the brethren, is to be confident and patient and passion and show them, to help them to get that understanding so that they can move forth and grow. That's what teachers do. See, is to help others. That's why you, when you went to school, the teachers spend a lot of time with you so you make sure you understood. So you could pass the test, right? You know there's a test in the end, right? <laughs> you got to all pass it. <laughs> I might, I don't know. <laughs> but, but you, but you, but you want to, but you want to know. And one of the reasons you want to know is because sometimes you might find yourself all alone, by yourself, without your Bible, you know. But if you know and you understand, you don't need this to explain it because you've hidden it in your heart. See, you've got it in you. And that's why it's so Wonderful, and, and that's why you feel so good about what God is doing through you 
when you're able to share the knowledge of the truth with understanding and someone else comprehends what you're trying to show them about God. Say, you don't know where it's going to lead, where it's going to go. But there's so many examples. Look at Aquila and Priscilla. Acts 18, you look at Apollos. What does the Bible say about Apollos? Man, he's eloquent in the scriptures. He had knowledge. But all he knew was John's baptism. But when Priscilla and Aquila pulls him off to the side and they expound to him the ways of God more perfectly clear. See, they pulled him to the side and said, let's talk a little bit. And next thing you know, he's hanging out with Paul. See, and that's what you want to do. You want to be able to help them to be able to understand. Amen. So let's move on here. Amen. The name is Jesus in full revelation of God. Jesus is not just another name. The name of Jesus is the full revelation of God. Now, if you notice, when you you look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, when they was brought into Babylon, what happened? They changed, their names were changed, right? What was it before? No, that wasn't their names before. Daniel, Mishael, Azariah, what's the other one? Come on, go to Daniel chapter 1. <laughs> you got it? Chapter 1, start verse 6. And among these were the children of Judah. What does Judah mean? Okay. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuch gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, to Haniel, Hananiah, excuse me, of Shadrach, and to Mishael, of Meshach, and Azariah, what was it? Abednego, okay? So they took their Hebrews' names away and gave them Babylonian names. If you follow Hebrew names, you find... Most of them have something to do with God. See? For example, Mishael is what is what God is. What is what God is. What God is. Okay? Azariah, Jehovah has helped. Jehovah has helped. We there? Hananiah, God is judge. God is judge. 
So we can see that what when they change their names, they don't mean nothing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Belshazzar didn't mean anything. Their names don't didn't have any meaning at all. So we our names mean something. It should you should know what your name means. See, when the when the angel says his name shall be called Emmanuel, what does it translate? God is with us. So we should always realize Jesus says, I will take up residence in you. So you should always know that God is with you. He's he's ever present help in the time. Of trouble. Let's look at Genesis twenty two fourteen. All right, we're gonna do some sword drill. Now you gotta read tonight, okay? Genesis twenty two fourteen, Hebrews ten, ten through twelve. Everybody there? All right. <laughs> Genesis twenty two fourteen, go. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Hebrews 10, 10 through 12. Amen. He will provide. Amen. One offering he provided for us. He made a way. Amen. To take away our sins. Jehovah Jireh. You remember that song you sang? Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. His grace is sufficient for me. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He shall give his angels charge over thee. Jehovah Jireh careth for me, for me, for me. Amen. Praise God. Exodus fifteen twenty six. Exodus fifteen twenty six. I am the Lord that healeth thee, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, First Peter two twenty four. First Peter two twenty four.
by his stripes we are healed. Whose stripes? Jesus Christ, right? Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. Notice in the Old Testament, God will heal. I will heal. Here's your fulfillment. Okay. It's the fulfillment. One of these is showing you who is referring to. We're getting knowledge over here, but we're getting understanding over here. Okay? Amen. Exodus seventeen fifteen. And Moses built an altar and called it Jehovah Nisi. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. You got it? Go ahead and read. We'll listen. Amen. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, Jehovah Nisi. Amen. Our victor, our banner. Amen. The Lord, our banner. You remember what the Psalmsters wrote in Psalms 20? We shall set up a banner. Amen. Amen. Our, our God, we, we will set up a banner. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. The Lord, our banner. The Lord, our victor. Amen. He will give us victory. Amen. Exodus 31, 13. And Hebrews 10, 9 and 10. Amen. Jehovah M. Kadesh. M. Kadesh. Jehovah M. Kadesh. The Lord that sanctifieth. Amen. You remember what Paul wrote to the church at Corinth in Second Corinthians, I mean, First Corinthians 6, 11. He says, you're washed, you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. The Lord that sanctified Jehovah M. Kadesh, Matthew, Hebrews 10, 9 to 10. Amen. We are sanctified by Jesus Christ once and for all. Jehovah in Kadesh. Amen. Judges 6.24 and John 16.33. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. The Lord, our peace, Jehovah Shalom. If you ever go to the Middle East, if, if you're ever around Muslims, you're going to hear this a lot. They are, that's how they greet. 
Jehovah Shalom. They'll say Shalom. They just say Shalom, which means peace. Uh, and so Jehovah Shalom, peace, peace. Amen. John sixteen thirty three. Amen. He's overcome the world. So he, in Jesus, we have peace. Amen. Aren't you glad this is the time everybody talks about peace, right? Amen. Hallelujah. First Samuel 1, 3. <laughs> oh, you just spoiled Christmas. <laughs> First. <laughs> <laughs> First Samuel one three. That what you're reading? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Amen. Did I miss something? <laughs> it didn't seem to fit, did it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. <laughs> Let me get there. All right, let's go to James 5, 4 through 7, and we'll come back. How's that? Yeah, go ahead. Amen. The Lord Shabbat, which means the Lord of hosts or the Lord most almighty. Amen. Shabbat. Amen. Amen. James 5, verse 4 through 7. Amen. The Lord Jehovah Shabbat. Amen. Psalm seven seventeen, And Luke 1. Amen. Jehovah Ilion. Jehovah Ilion. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 32. Anybody got that? Amen. Verse 76. Amen. Amen. Jehovah Ilion, the Lord Most High, the Lord Most High. 
Amen. Psalms 23, 1. Everybody should be able to quote that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Jehovah Ra. Jehovah Ra. Jehovah Ra. The Lord my shepherd. Amen. Psalms 95, 6. A couple of more. Okay, the Lord our Maker. Amen. Let's go back to First Peter five four, so we get some understanding. We got knowledge. We need understanding of the Shepherd. First Peter five four. Amen. John ten eleven. Amen. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd give his life for the sheep. Jehovah Ra. Jehovah Ra. Amen. John 1 3. John chapter 1 verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Jehovah Hasenu, Jehovah Hasenu, the Lord, our maker. Jeremiah 23, 6 and 1 Corinthians 1, 30. The Lord, our righteous, Jehovah Taniskanu, Jehovah Taniskanu, 1 Corinthians 1, 30. Amen. Righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. The Lord our righteous, Jehovah Taniskanu. Amen. Ezekiel forty-eight thirty-five and Matthew twenty-eight twenty. Ezekiel forty-eight thirty-five. Amen. The Lord is there or the Lord is present. Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Shema. The Lord is present. Matthew 28, 20. Amen. God is there. He, he will be with you all the way to the ends of the world. Amen. And God has promised that his people would know his name. Amen. We need to know the name of God. We need to know everything about him. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We need to know him. Amen. Isaiah 50, uh, 52, 6 says, Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know, and that day that I am he, that doth speak. Behold, it is I. Amen. We need to know when God speaks. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, 
and I am known of them, and another they will not follow. We need to know the name of Jesus. We need to know the name of God. As the Lord told Moses, I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the name Lord Almighty, but by my name Jehovah, I was not made known to them. Amen. But now we know it. Jehovah, the Lord God. What does the name Jesus mean? Jehovah is salvation or Jehovah Savior. That's why Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name, amen, that we can be saved by. That's why in Acts 2, amen, we see, excuse me, that the apostles is fulfilling what Jesus told them back in Luke and in the beginning of the book of Acts. Luke is just, uh, the book of Luke and Acts are actually the same book as a continuation. See, so that's why in Luke 24, you see that the Lord Jesus began to instruct his apostles that repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name amongst all nations beginning at Jerusalem. See, and that's why in the day of Pentecost, they're at Jerusalem. The day of Pentecost was required, <laughs> excuse me, it was one of the feast days that all the males ages 18 and above was to go to Jerusalem. And that's why they're in Jerusalem. It is the day of Pentecost. It's a feast day. And when the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place, and cylinder came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sent upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Now to dwell in Jerusalem was Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. When this was noise abroad, the multitude came together, was confirmed, that they heard every man speak in his own language. And they was amazed and Marvel saying one to another, are not all these which speak Galileans, and how we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we were born, Perthians, Medes, Elamites, dwellers of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phygia, Pamphylia, and Egypt, and parts of Libya about Serene, strangers of Rome, Creeks, Arabians, we do hear them speaking our own. The wonderful works of God. See, so the name, and that's why when Peter start, notice what Peter started out with. And they says, what meaneth this? Others say, these men are full of new wine. But what did Peter do? He stood up with the eleven and he began to preach. You men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing this but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see vision, your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servants and handmaidens will I pour out of that day of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I shall wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness the moon and the blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the 
Lord shall be saved. Right? Knowledge. What's the name of the Lord? <laughs> Amen. The name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus. Jesus says in John thirteen thirteen, you call me master and you call me Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I, your master and Lord, has washed your feet, you should ought to wash one another's feet. Yeah. He's the Lord. Remember what Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 43.10? You are my witnesses, saith the Lord. And my servants whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. See? So we have to have this knowledge of who he is. And we are to know that I am he, he says. So to when he speak. Amen. John 4, 25 and 26, when Jesus met the woman at the well, notice, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah cometh. She had knowledge. She says, I know the Messiah is coming. Say, she had knowledge that he's going to show. We know should have knowledge he's coming. Right? We should have this knowledge that he's coming. Say, he's already told us, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. We should all have this knowledge. But are we looking? Are we waiting? Are we prepared? If Jesus walked through the door right now, would you recognize him? Would you go with him? <laughs> he should be in here, huh? Jehovah what? Jehovah who? What is his name? Jehovah what? No, Jehovah. Shema. The Lord is present. <laughs> The Lord is present because he says, if two or three of you gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of thee. Amen. So he's right with us here. Amen. So the woman says that the well, she says, I know the Messiah is coming. Which is called. Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I that speak to thee am he. She left her water pots. She ran back into the city and says, come see a man that told me everything ever I've done. Is this not the Christ? Amen. She had knowledge that he was coming. And when he got there, he would tell them all things. And he told her everything about her whole life. She got clear understanding and she ran back and says, come see the man that's told me everything ever I did. This is the Christ. And guess what? When he comes for us, 
He's going to tell us everything we did. Are you ready for that? <laughs> Are you going to know who he is when he starts telling you your life story? You're going to say like, well, I know he's coming, but uh, I didn't expect you to come like that. <laughs> Hebrews 13 says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for whereby some have entertained angels unawares. They may just show up and come check you out. Amen. So we want to grow. We want to grow in Christ. We want to grow in the knowledge of God and the things of God. And so we have knowledge. If you've been around the church, you've got knowledge. But do you have the understanding? And so next week, we're going to talk about a little bit more about understanding. You know, some some areas in the church we have a lot of knowledge in, but we don't have the understanding why we do those things. Things like if you would ask most women in the church why they wear dresses and things of that nature and don't cut their hair, they have knowledge, but they don't have understanding. Or the same verse, vice versa. Why you ask guys some of the same thing. They have knowledge, but they don't have understanding. So we're going to look in the scriptures and see if we can't get some understanding in some of this stuff so you know why you do what you do. Okay? All right. All right. This Saturday is guys grow in prayer at 8 o'clock, guys. Amen. Let's come and get together and have a good time together. Amen. Eight o'clock this Saturday to come pray and let's have a little dab into the Word of God after that Sunday service. Prayer nine. Amen. Discipleship nine thirty, ten thirty. Amen. And we're getting there. It's almost if you if you have completed your reading requirements for the year, please make sure you sign the sheet over in the back. If you finish your Bible reading, if not, you got you got a few more weeks you can catch up, you know, knock that home run again. Amen. Yeah, or if you're going to finish, I know you're going to finish. You guys don't get to the end and stop, so, okay? Amen. Continue to edify and lift up one another in prayer. Be a light in darkness. Amen. Father, we exalt you again tonight, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your blessings. Let your hand of safety and protection, God, be over your people and everything that they need. God, I pray that you provide for them, you comfort them, you strengthen them in every area of their lives. We thank you for them, Lord, and all that you do. In Jesus' name.